0: Okay, welcome into the golf preview podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview for three M Open week. My name is Will Doctor, alongside James Ledbetter. Welcome aboard as we give you the latest as far as handicapping is concerned in the world of golf. Led, uh, let's just start with a little review of the Open Championship. Obviously, a ton uh, going on in the golf world right now. But uh, what did you think of the way things ended at St Andrews with uh, with uh, Cam Smith clawing back with a final round sixty four to beat Rory by two? What did you think about that?
1: Cameron Smith is our uh, champion golfer of the year. Doc, what do you think of the way the course played it? You know, it did seem to be a bit of a putting contest uh, down the stretch there. Obviously, the guy shot 30 on the back nine. You know, a deserving winner. But, um, you know, normally in a major championship, you got a couple shot lead like Rory did, berries and greens, and you win, right? This was a little bit different in terms of the fact that... uh, uh, you know, Cameron Smith got in the left lane and just, uh, passed Rory who was on the, uh, you know, he's on 65 mile an hour cruise control,
0: but, uh, yeah, Rory hit eight, you know, 18 greens with, with 36 putts. Um, I feel Rory is, you know, he, he played amazing, but to have 36 putts when hitting 18 greens, obviously relative for the green size of St. Andrews. Um, yeah. And I was, yeah. I was
1: speaking to my dad about it. A yeah. lot of people are blaming the putter, But also, if you're giving yourself 30, 40 footers for birdie on every hole, especially some of these holes being 360 par fours or 380 par fours where you're having, you know, 40 yards in or, you know, 100 yards in at most on a lot of these, uh, you can't be expected. You're going to have 36 putts if you average 40, 50 feet on every hole uh, versus it seemed like Cam Smith was kind of putting himself in that 10 to 15 foot range, giving himself better opportunities.
0: Yeah, totally. And and he had a career week on the greens, uh, Cameron Smith, the second round, he made like the most feet of putts mm-hmm. uh, ever in a PGA tour event. And then, uh, you know, struggled on Saturday and usually led when guys struggle on Saturday, after kind of having the 36 hole lead, you rarely ever see them come back. And, um, you know, he kind of got the putter hot again on Sunday, close with the 64. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I thought that was pretty impressive.
1: And I think too, uh not enough is said about it but who you're playing with right you think about when they were playing when cam young and cam smith were playing together on saturday right they both i think they both shot over par they both shot you know above 72 right and they were kind of feeding off each other uh in a in a bad way but then that final round right you had a 65 and 64 fired from the same group so a lot of that uh you know obviously Hovland, Rory playing together that final day, they didn't exactly get the mojo going at any point really during the round. And, uh, you know, Cam Young, Cam Smith got in their own bubble and just were like, let's tear this place up. That's pretty much what I saw down the stretch. The one thing I will say is, uh, you know, we've made fun of Cam Smith's asterisk players because of the the weather conditions. It was interesting watching Cam Smith just talk about, um, you know, the way the golf course played, he said, it's a typical British open. And he mentioned, you know, obviously firm and fast, but what he didn't mention was, uh, rough, right. It was, it was interesting. You know, you look at that 17th road hole, that's the perfect example of normally, right. You have to take on the hotel, hit the fairway, or if you do go in that left rough, every other time you play the, uh, the British open there, that left rough is like, you got to pitch out sideways and, you know, hopefully hit a hundred yard shot close, this week, whenever they're in the rough, it seemed like they were able to advance the ball to the green. So there wasn't much of a penalty for for even the fact that some of these 360, 370 par fours. I mean, these guys are purposely aiming into the fescue, right? Which didn't really uh, didn't really do too much, right? If you can hit it nowadays, you know, 350 up there, you'd rather be 60 yards out uh, in the fescue and chop it on the green than, you know, 160 yards <laughs> out. So I think a lot more drivers... Uh, than we expected. And, you know, one thing with Cam Smith that we always worry about is the accuracy of the driver and the fact that, you know, you could advance it to the green, you could give yourself a birdie look, even if you hit it into the fescue. Uh, You know, I think that definitely lended, lended it
0: to, uh, to Cam Smith. So let it as the, uh, the golf ball continues to evolve. I I think one day this course will not uh, stand the test of time. I mean, they, I mean, they, you know, they destroyed it this last week.
1: Yeah. And I think honestly, yeah. I mean, I was thinking maybe 13, 14 under obviously the weather conditions were really, uh, you know, honestly, you know, borderline. Yeah, Yeah, really good. But if we would have had a little more rough out there, supposedly the growing conditions weren't, weren't, weren't very good, but if, if it would have been a penalty to, to hit it in the rough, you would have seen a lot more irons off the tee. You would have seen a lot more, obviously the pop bunkers were a, um, the pop bunkers almost played like a hazard, right? It was like a borderline one shot penalty. You just got to chip out and hopefully get the next one up and down. But normally the rough plays as a, as a half shot, one shot penalty as well. So it was just crazy to watch these guys, you know, aiming into the wrong fairways, aiming into rough, just anything to avoid pop bunkers. But Unless you were literally in a gorse bush, that's the only time you weren't able to advance the ball uh, to the green, it it seemed like.
0: Yeah, it seemed like every time a a ball went in the fescue, like it was always sitting up, you could always see like more than half of the golf ball. Yeah, normally,
1: normally in these British Opens, you've got like all these fans running towards it and it's like, all right, let's start the timer. Let's find this golf ball, right? And a lot of times guys are losing golf balls in the rough, even with you know, hundreds of people around it because it's so thick versus, I mean, half the time it's like, geez, that thing's on a, a tee.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, absolutely. And, and it was an awesome week. Uh, as far as my card was concerned at the open, uh, if you trailed, uh, let and I both hit speed over Fitzpatrick at plus 100. Um, man, I thought speed was going to, was going to shoot 63 there for a second um, in the final round. And couple of those five to 15 footers just not going in for him. Um, that yeah. was a little shocking to see, but relative. I mean, tied for eighth in an open, another top 10 for speed at a major. Um, and also, uh, if you trailed, you hit the Spieth and Fleetwood top 10 ticket, uh, both over plus 200 odds. Uh, you hit the best bet, Hatton top 20 ticket. And most importantly, uh, you cashed in on the big Cam Smith uh, 22 to 1 winning ticket. Uh, the only play that stopped me from the clean sweep was the Rory uh, first round leader ticket at, uh, at 12 to one. And it was oh so close had it not been for Cam Young taking the first round lead. Um, but all in all, excellent, excellent week. It's time to to keep it going for the 3M, much different field, but uh, uh, plenty of good value to see Led,
1: Yeah. A lot of guys uh, coming over straight from the British open. Some guys coming from the Barracuda definitely got a, a mix, uh, you know, just looking at the field early, you've got guys like Hideki Matsuyama playing. You've got guys like, uh, obviously, the defending champion uh, Cameron Champ. Sung Jae Im, who had a pretty solid week at the British Open, saw him up there. But, yeah, this week we are playing TPC Twin Cities. It's a 7,431-yard par 71, four par threes, three par fives. All and those three par fives all measuring close to 600 yards. The course is designed by Arnold Palmer and Tom Lehman. Uh, we're going to be working with bent fairways, bent greens. Uh, the course has a ton of water with r- many risk reward holes. I saw this quote that when they originally uh, scheduled the golf tournament to be at TPC Twin Twin Cities, uh, what they wanted was birdies and train wrecks. And that's pretty much how it works out in terms of the fact that if you miss the fairway, you're more likely than not to potentially be in a water hazard, but you do hit the fairway you're going to have a lot of of birdie opportunities
0: yeah and uh not to discredit any of the golf courses that uh palmer or nicholas uh built led but when you look at this course on tv it's not the most obviously watchable uh golf tournament based off the course i mean very straightforward uh you know very little dog legs um you know do you feel like this is one of those courses where, you know, they wanted a legend to, to put their name on it and, you know, you know, just simply design just a very simple, straightforward golf course.
1: I mean, I won't, I don't want to say it's like completely straightforward, given the fact that there is so much water, um, you know, from what I rem- remember watching it through the years, uh, you know, has produced some, Good golf tournaments obviously you had the you know in it's for inaugural year you had uh sorry Matthew Wolf winning in a playoff or over Colin Morikawa so you know say what you will about the course it has produced some pretty good leaderboards just given the fact that unfortunately not too many guys have traveled here given its spot on the schedule um but yeah I will say you'll see a lot of double bogeys triple bogeys and a lot of birdies and eagles this week so um in terms of tuning in for that I think it's worth it You know, our past winners, we look at guys like Cameron Champ, obviously, uh, one of the longest guys on tour, Matthew Wolf, the former PGA Tour player uh, who won here. Um, And then Michael Thompson, all those guys, very good drivers, the golf ball, Cameron Champ, Matthew Wolf, doing it with distance, Michael Thompson doing it with accuracy. So if you're not hitting it very long, you better hit it straight, uh, just given the fact that, uh, you know, if you're only hitting it 285 290 you cannot be giving up strokes uh by hitting it into hazards you got got to be hitting fairways um but you know general theme i do want guys who are hitting it long off the tee picking up strokes uh off the tee and then guys that are making birdies and bunches because we have seen that this course uh, has given up those birdies and you know there is so much water on the course even a good driving week, you might lose one or two balls. So you're going to have to be making enough birdies to offset those uh, poor drives.
0: Okay, so that's the little bit of course rundown for, uh, for TPC Twin Cities. We'll start the podcast uh, going over matchups. Uh, then we'll move into our picks to place, give you a few outrights. Uh, we'll give you one dark horse and then leave you uh, with lineup scoring prediction and a best bet. So we'll start with matchups here. Uh, my first one's going to be Sahith Thegala over Cameron Tringali at plus 109 on Bet Online, And uh, Thigala is someone I'm going to be targeting a lot this week after um, a really class performance at the Open last week. Remember, uh, Thigala wasn't in the original field, replaced Daniel Berger on last minute's notice and uh, arrives at St. Andrews and, and finishes 34th after being in the mix all weekend. But I, I feel that it was... an adjustment that showed us that, you know, he can be a very well-versed player. I I feel like earlier in the year, you know, he's kind of a wild thing, a wild card, um, Mm. in a sense. And, um, you know, really played well last week.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's a great attribute to be able to play uh, on different golf courses, right. Whether it's when, you know, different conditions, um, the fact that he got into the field last minute and was able to f- have a top 40 in his, in his first British Open goes to show the quality of player he is. So whether he's playing at TPC Sawgrass or uh, St. Andrews, the guy can get it done clearly on any golf course.
0: Ed, this is a guy who, you know, he's been on the move, um, you know, in the FedEx, you know, FedEx Cup standings for, for quite a while. Fifth at Jack's place, uh, 53rd in Canada wasn't his best start, and then second at Travelers to Xander Schauffler, remember, Tagala had that have been in the bag uh, before he threw up on himself in the fairway bunker on the 72nd hole. And then he finished 16th at the deer prior to the open championship. And then on the other side of the matchup, we have Cameron Tringali who um, has had some solid finishes finishes at the 3M over the years, but, you know, has lost strokes on the greens in, in four of his last six events. I think that'll hurt him this week. Tringali will make the cut, but I don't think he will be, uh, in the mix to win this golf tournament like the Gala. So my first matchup for the three M is going to be Sahith hit the Gala over Cameron Chingali at plus one Oh nine on bet online.
1: Yeah. And one thing to look for is just obviously uh, positioning for FedEx cup. We got three events till that starts off. And uh, you know, obviously we have some guys, you know, maybe a guy like Ricky Fowler who's sitting right on the bubble there, who wants to make it into that first St. Jude event, only three playoff events this year. So even more important to be, uh, you know, the better FedEx Cup ranking you can have. It's not like you you have four events normally to make up that ground. Now you only have
0: three events. Yeah, let I I heard uh, Justin Lower. Uh, he was asked about you know he's kind of on that that bubble of you know getting his card, not getting his card. He finished eighth the Barbasol, which moved him up a lot. But um, I think Akira asked asked him, you know, do do you think about that stuff inside the ropes, whatever? And he's like, yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot to think about now more than ever, because, you know, you have to calculate which live players are going and, you know, does that get you in further? And I was cracking (laughs) up because it, it it seems like some of their, it seems like you're overthinking a little bit, you know, in in that case, I mean, just play better. And uh, yeah. How
1: does that So, if I mean, obviously if a guy went to live, he's just, He's gone. Like the, yeah, he's gone. So the
0: 126
1: would get in, right? The and the
0: and I think he was talking about who could potentially get to live. You oh, know okay. here in the, here in the yeah, next I mean, few there's weeks. There's a lot so. of
1: there's a lot of moving parts. It's yeah. whoever's in charge of uh crossing out names. Because what's weird is I feel like they've kept some names on the FedEx Cup ranking. Like I'm pretty sure I saw Deshambo on there still, and then. There are some guys in the top 20, I feel like, that went to live and they just wiped off the face of the earth. So it's interesting how they're handling that. I think by the time we get to Wyndham, uh, we'll, it'll be pretty clear cut um, in terms of the way that works out. But yeah, moving into my matchup, I'm going to be taking Nick Hardy over Matthew Naismith. That's minus 110 on DraftKings. Nick Hardy, the former Illini golfer, has re- recently burst onto the PJ Tour scene and has made the cut in his last seven starts. Uh, he finished tied 14th at the US Open, tied 8th at Travelers, and is coming off a T 13th at the Barracuda. Now, given its small sample size, Nick is already one of the best drivers of the golf ball on tour. He's doing most of that with distance. And I think that gives him a distinct advantage in this matchup. Now he's going up against Matthew Naismith, who has been pretty consistent. I believe he's made like eight or eight out of his last nine cuts. Um, Besides a miscut in his uh, in the Scottish in his last start. Now, completely different golf course, not going to overreact to it. But when you look at Matthew Naismith's performance on this golf course over the past two years, he has missed the cut in both starts as well. So not exactly, uh, you know, great course history coming in here. Um, You know, looking at this matchup, I'm getting this significantly better drive of the golf ball. Who has gained strokes with the putter in four of his last five? I think Nick Hardy is going to be a household name, and I expect a lot of birdies from him this week. So, um, in my matchup, I'm going to be taking Nick Hardy over Matthew Naismith, minus 110 on draft teams.
0: Yeah, I like that look led on Nick Hardy. It, you know, it's a guy who um, has been back and forth between the PGA tour and the Corn Ferry tour, didn't really take advantage of his starts through the California swing and the Florida swing earlier in the year. Uh, had to go back to Corn Ferry, and then uh, you know gets into the RBC and hasn't finished outside 35th uh, in four PGA Tour events. And that 14th place finish the U.S. Open, um, you know, was incredibly special. Picked up eight, almost eight shots on the field in stroke gain total. So, uh, great pick there, uh, Hardy over Nee Smith. Onto Davis Riley over Maverick McNeely at plus 105 on Bet Online. And you know, I understand that Maverick McNeely is put together. Uh, two consecutive solid starts at the John Deere and the Scottish Open, but you cannot discredit the consistency of Davis Riley this year. And and that is what you know Vegas is doing right here. They're highly discrediting it. Davis Riley has outperformed uh, McNeely by a mile this year, and, and their FedEx Cup ratings rankings speak for themselves. Riley ranked 23rd and McNeely ranked 70th. And not only have we seen uh, Riley perform well at the standard – you know week to week PGA tour events, second at Vallis Bar, fifth at Mexico, uh, ninth at the Byron. But we've also um, seen him show out in premier events on the schedule and major championships. Finished 13th at the PGA, 13th at Jack's Place, and 31st US Open. But, um, you know, not to go into a comparison of major records, major championship records for the 3M, but Maverick McNeely has never finished better than 75th in a major championship. And you know, if, you want, if you want to compare McNeely and Riley over their last 12 competitive rounds, uh, here it is. Riley ranks 5th in approach and 22nd off the tee, and McNeely ranks 100th in approach um, and 69th off the tee. Um, so this is a very easy decision for my second matchup for the 3M. Um, it's going to be Davis-Riley over Maverick-McNeely at plus 105 on Bet Online. Okay, and we'll move on to uh, our picks of place uh, for the 3M. I'll start it here with uh, Adam Svensson, top 10, plus 410 on FanDuel. And here's the two statistics that have to make you believe in uh, in Svensson this week. Over his last 12 rounds, he ranks eighth in stroke gained approach and second in stroke gained off the tee uh, via Fantasy National. And his results speak for themselves as he's coming off four consecutive top 25 finishes, um, including a sixth place finish at last week's Barbasol. I, I'm not sure if he's a, a, a bomber, if he's considered a bomber, uh, but I know, you know, ball striking wise, you know, his numbers um, combine with his putting numbers um, incredibly impressive and and really a can't pass this week.
1: Yep. Doc, I don't want to get too much into it, but he is uh, going to be on my card later in the show. Uh I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that play. Um, He's playing great as of late and is absolutely on a roll. So uh, you're you're catching him at the right time for sure. Um, For my pick to place, I'm going to be taking Brendan Steele, top 20, plus 180. Brendan Steele is one of the best ball strikers in the field, and he's absolutely bowling right now. This is the fourth best driver of the golf ball on the PGA Tour, and he's coming in with three top tens in his last six starts. He's gaining strokes off the tee in his last 11 events and in seven of his last eight events with the Irons. Uh, you know, he's played event in this event once in 2019. He made, a, made the cut, finished in the, uh, I believe it was like 55th or something like that. But I absolutely love this play. Uh, as long as he doesn't putt like Stevie Wonder, you can lock this in for a top 20. So that's Brendan Steele top 20 plus 180. But isn't it, it crazy? He's number four on the PJ Tour in driving. I know he's like kind of a sneaky perennial ball striker, but, uh, you know, given the fact that he's averaging, you know, almost 310 off the tee and hitting as many fairways as he does, I think that's, he's going to be in a good spot this week. This is like dream course set up for him.
0: If, if he could putt, he'd probably have a couple wins already this season. And it's interesting, lad, if you look at the, the prior leaderboards to 3M, um, there's some guys that have had horrendous putting weeks and finished extremely well here. Um, so yeah. Great yeah. look. Great look with, uh, with B steel uh, Wilson pro staff guy. It's brutal. Yeah. It's- that, that's scary. That's a con. That's a con. Yeah.
1: Sidetrack here. I saw a live situation where um, supposedly each team is going to get their individual sponsor. Yes. So there could but I, that's team.
0: totally unconfirmed though. This nuclear golf Twitter, you know, Live Legion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, but it'll be interesting, right? It would be cool in terms of having that Formula One aspect if you've got the, you know, the Shriksan Japanese team headed by maybe Hideki. Who knows? And then, uh, you know, who knows? The Wilson staff team, you got Ricky Barnes, you got Brennan Steele in there.
0: Ricky <laughs> Barnes. Hey, Led, the he only, is in the field this week. The only thing from a perspective of a um, American sports fan is, isn't it tough in team sports to not have a city to get behind or, or have we transitioned into just being, you know, uh, a fan of the player who knows, you know, the, the, year it could be 2040 and the aces are based
1: out of Vegas and you've got the, the Jupiter, who knows the Jupiter somethings.
0: I was telling <laughs> a buddy, you could have an all time, like Texas team, you know, with, with Scheffler speed, maybe throw Johnny Vegas in there. Yeah. And, um, and then maybe Cole hammer for caboose. I don't know. The Jupiter um, Jags consisting of, you know,
1: obviously Ricky heading that team. Um, <laughs> it'd be cool to. But Collie. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there'll be some, uh, some interesting scenarios. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep discussing it. Yeah. Bedmeister this week. So um, yeah. A lot going on there.
1: That's, is that next week, right? Next, oh, week?
0: next week. huh? Yeah. I kind of like
1: what they're doing with the, it's kind of like a video game and you have to unlock the character and it's just like a, a black, uh it reminds know.
0: me of mario kart their social media graphics
1: yeah but in terms of right they have three guys who they have you know they announced the field and mm-hmm. then there's three
0: oh, players yes. that aren't unlocked yet
1: right normally you have to uh obviously in a video game unlock that character right. but who knows who these characters are gonna be uh it's interesting it's interesting uh at least you know not that many people are watching, but we're kind of seeing who's jumping ship. Obviously, that's that's one of the, the thing that's been in the news. So
0: anyway, it's, it's potentially a whole nother tour that needs covering. And then plus you throw in the Asian tour, you know, you, you're hearing live players talk about oh, potentially going to play some events on the Asian tour. And you then you have another tour to cover. So um, a lot going on in the world of golf. I mean, um, it, it's now a 52 week sport. And like yeah. three, three major tours are playing, you know, um, golf the same week.
1: Doc, as you know, I, I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a live backer, but I'm just, I'd say I'm indifferent to the, to the tour. Um, it is interesting. If you're going to give the hero world challenge world ranking points, and if the live events keep getting stronger and not giving them world ranking points, it'll be interesting, right. To see how, Tigers event, right? Well, with Tigers 25. event,
0: seventy-two holes. Who knows? Not, maybe, maybe was. <laughs> I hear you though. Twenty-five players, you know, for them to get official golf ranking points—that's a—that's a fair, um, you know, like comparison of why. Is well,
1: it's just interesting given the fact that it's Tiger Woods who uh, extends invitations to who plays in the event, and then it for it to be, you know, based on world ranking because obviously. You know, a WGC, normally, right, they take the top 64 guys to play, right? You've earned the fact that you're getting that extra event to to play in the, uh, you know, to boost your world ranking, right, versus, you know, Tiger's hit and giggle. here. You know, Hero World Challenge obviously does a ton for charity and stuff, but um, it's handpicked by Tiger, so it seems a little unfair that, uh, you know, maybe someone who's not as marketable but is a great player may not get the invite. I don't know. For example, Ricky Fowler might get in that event over a Harris English, who you know has played much better. That's just a hypothetical scenario, right? And, and but,
0: to- totally fair point there too. And and you have to wonder if if it if it's not for a Tigers event in like December, you know January, on the schedule, you know would mm-hmm. would the tour have uh, you know wondered about making a deal with Liv and including them in the dead space of the season, which is November and December? but then, but then, you know, you start to think about what tournaments are there and, you know, there it is sits the goats tournament. Um, and, and that's going to be interesting to see another quick thing before we keep moving on with picks of place. is, so let's say like, you know, AT&T, someone of that nature comes in, and sponsors a team. What yep. is that? What, what is it? What is official? world? how does official world golf rankings evaluate team golf and incorporate yeah. that in the rankings? Like a yeah, a team.
1: I, you know, if you're Pat Perez and you shoot 80 to final round, your team wins. Is that you know, who knows, right? You're not, you're not getting your world ranking doesn't go up from the Ryder Cup, so I don't know if it should go up for the uh, right <laughs> for the live events. But it's interesting. I don't know, Doc. I feel I'm pretty impartial, indifferent, not biased to the fact that I'm not going to lie. I'm say what you will. It, you know, it might be because it's a bit of a circus or a bit of. Uh, chaos i'm definitely looking forward to bedminster more than i am what's next week the detroit uh rocket mortgage you know in terms of the fact that you know obviously it's always fun to mix it up and kind of have these uh not that the pj tour season is boring or anything but you know it does there are a ton of tournaments, right? You got Sanderson. You got all these events that, yeah. you know, fill well, the week.
0: There's a lot of dead space, and there's so yeah. much more room for more golf. Yeah. so uh, For sure. So We'll see. Uh, it's yeah. a, you know, it's a we'll see. We'll keep breaking it down. Um, okay, on to my second pick to place uh, for the 3M, uh, Adam Long, who no one no one listening has heard of this guy. Uh, Adam Long, top 20, plus 200 on FanDuel. Um, I haven't talked about the Duke alum all year, uh, but he's put together, you know, a, a super nice resume in 2022. Um, you know, he's coming off three consecutive top 25 finishes. He's had a lot of success at the 3M over the years, second, 2020, 25th last year, uh, with a scoring average of 67, um, 0.1 over his last six rounds at TPC twin cities. Um, you know, I think Adam long, you know, guy ranks eight, eighth in total strokes gained, over his last twelve rounds is is, is a great play this week, uh, and that's Adam Long, top twenty, uh, plus two hundred on Fanduel. Love that. And moving into our picks to two win, Adams, have- two Adams for the picks to play. So It's like the Cam Cam uh, pairing on Saturday at the Open. Love that. Hopefully they can feed off each other the same
1: way. <laughs> um, moving into our picks to win, I have one this week. I'm going to take Hideki Matsuyama at eighteen to one. You know, two time winner this season. I think he's the class of this field. You look at a guy like Finao, who's been bet down to 14 to 1, 12 to 1, even. Uh, you know, Hideki Matsuyama has more wins this season than Finao has. It has the same amount of wins this season than Finao has in his PJ Tour career. I was saying more than, but I guess we have to count that Puerto Rico open for Finao in uh, whatever that was, 2000, 2012 or something. The corn event. Um, Yeah. But, anyways, Hideki. He has tied 14th to the Masters, tied fourth at the U.S. Open, sprinkling that T3 at the Byron Nelson where they all went, you know, 20 under par. We could see a week like that this week. Um, but to me, it's this one's just pretty much about the number. I think, uh, you know, Hideki Matsuyama should be the betting favorite based on his resume. I'm not, re- not worried too much about the past two weeks of Lynx golf. Uh, you know, didn't exactly show out at the British Open. He did make the cut.
0: But uh, I think might, he has a might great... have a lot might have a lot going through his mind over there at uh, Team Strixon, Team Matsuyama.
1: Yeah, you know, and, you know, you look at a guy like Cam Smith, you might have had a lot going. You know, he was obviously rumored to potentially go. I'm um, hearing he turned down 110 plus million. Um, I think a lot of these guys, the reason they're on the PJ Tours are able to kind of block out the negative thoughts that kind of come along with it, whether it be from a day to day or a hole to hole uh um, you know, scenario in terms of, you know, just mental strength. I don't right. think uh, it's going to affect him too much, but I just feel like, yes, 18 to one is, you know, kind of short, Uh, but given this field, there's really, I only see four or five guys in that top tier that are even in his ballpark, you know, maybe a Sung Jay, maybe a Finau, but in the sense that I'm seeing that number as more of a 25 to one, 30 to one, if it was a stronger field number. So I'm not really too worried about eating that 18 to one, but Hideki has lost strokes with his irons one time all year. His irons are balling. So if he drives it like he normally does, I think he's going to give himself uh, a ton of birdie opportunities. And we've seen guys even contend here having average putting performances just based on the fact that they hit a ton of fairways and uh, stuff some irons. So for my pick to win this week, it's be Hideki Matsuyama, 18 to one on DraftKings.
0: Yeah, and my, um, I'm another... I'm going after a favorite uh, for my first pick to win as well. And that's Tony Finau, uh, 14 to one on points bet. And with the way that that Finau is playing right now and with how well this golf course uh, suits his game, it's impossible to think that, uh, you know, he won't be right there in the mix heading into Sunday in Minnesota. And this field he ranks in the top 10 in all statistical denominations, except for uh, chipping in which he's 21st. So playing incredibly well, he has three, top 15 finishes in his last five starts. And this seems like a perfect opportunity for Fina to get his third win um, after knocking on the door so many times. I mean, the guy's a third place machine. And I feel like in a field like this is where he could, you know, kind of finally break loose. Um, And and so I'm going to Yeah, go ahead. We're kind of going
1: against what we normally do in terms of taking, right. Normally we pass by stay away, stay away. But I'm sorry. I'm not playing Maverick McNeely at 20 to one. I'm not playing Hadwin at 20 to one. I'm not playing a,
0: I'm not playing oh, Ju Young Kim. at is it, is it, is it 23? No, is he, is he, is he 30 to one? Something like that? 29,
1: 29 to yeah. one. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's, there's guys who have one career top 10 <laughs> in right. DJ tour events that are kind of in the same ballpark versus, I mean, if you can get a, a stud, Right in this field, uh, one of these is one of these guys is gonna be around for the weekend uh and be there late on Sunday. So I think it's worth uh you know, maybe eating that shorter number versus taking a taking a Ches Review at 34 to one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. So I'm gonna go uh Finao 14 to one on points bet and also Finao uh top ten uh plus one sixty on FanDuel. I didn't mention that in the picks to place, but uh Yeah, really like Tony this week. That's my first pick to win. My second uh, pick to win is going to be Emiliano Grillo at 65-1 to on DraftKings. And there's a few things I like about Emiliano this week. Number one, over his last 12 rounds, best driver on tour via Fantasy National. And number two, uh, historically, he's hit his irons very well uh, at TPC Twin Cities. We saw that in 2020 uh, where he picked up almost three shots in the field with his irons en route to a third-place finish. Now he did miss the cut, um, you know, at the open just a week ago. Um, But the week before that finished second at the deer. And I think uh, something you have to be very optimistic about with Griot's game is he's actually putting, you know, average this year. Um, And ever since he came on tour, that's been a huge struggle for him. He puts well on bent and I think he should continue to roll it well at TPC Twin Cities. I, I would not be, uh surprised whatsoever if if he breaks through uh for his first win since 2015. It's amazing he's been on tour for that long now. So um my first uh my second uh pick to win uh for the 3M is gonna be Emiliano Grio 65 to one on DraftKings. Former
1: IMG Academy of Love. Yeah. Shout out he did graduate from there, correct
0: yeah um I think he did. I think he did. I think he was kind of one of those guys that was like in the mix between a camper and like label the student. I'm not sure if they rep him, um, yeah. like in, in their bios. Really interesting situation there. Yeah,
1: yeah. We had a couple of those guys, whether it be you know
0: Mito Pereira. Uh,
1: yeah, kind of in, was kind well, of Mito. That...
0: Mito got sent there when he was 14 and like burned out after two years, and it made him quick off for two years, and then he picked it back up. It's pretty telling. Yeah. I'm sure IMG is still – he's still probably on the posters. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it, it's – you know, what's funny is, like, um, you know, I think on their bios, it's, like, Uline – no, 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 it's not Uline. I was going to say it's not Uline. It's, like, C.T. Pan, Nelly, who we both know did not go to school there. Yeah. Um, and Jess. Jess, yeah, obviously, Yeah, they have Jess on there. How about um, Paul Kramer? And Paul Kramer. But they, le- but they leave off Uline – Griot, they don't put sean o'hare on there but i'm talking like on their you know their social img yeah. golf tags they leave off a bunch of stars not like this fucking matters but um it's interesting yeah griot um yeah went to went to img and uh, i think he turned pro right out of school that sounds right F- yeah. yeah yeah i don't um, think he went to college
1: yeah img to get good players now it's like they're putting up that live money
0: to be <laughs> trying to-, to get To be fair, when Emiliano was there, your early years there, you know, incredibly, you know, um, incredible place it was. Um, Yeah, it just, you know, now last three years, you know, falling off a little bit. But uh,
1: (laughs) moving into our dark horse, I'm going to be taking Hank Libiota, top twenty plus four hundred. Now, Hank Libiota had a brutal kind of last fall. Uh, spring. He missed the cut. Uh, you know, early in the year, he missed the cut. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He missed eight cuts and nine starts. Uh, but he's kind of bringing it back a little bit here now. Um, you know, he did miss the cut last week at the Barracuda, but before that, he had 28th at the RBC. He had a, made the cut at the Travelers, uh, finished 40th at the John Deere Classic, 40th at the Barbasol. So he's playing a little bit better golf. Uh, his last three starts at the 3M are a 34th place finish and a 26th place finish. Uh, Those were the first two years of 3M last year. He was actually in the top 10 after the first round, but his dad got COVID and uh, was having, you know, kidney failure or something in the, uh, and he unfortunately had to withdraw and, you know, get back to Florida to visit with his dad. But, you know, in terms of his recent play, uh, Libio has made, like I said, made, made four of his last five cuts and he's playing pretty consistently. He's never lost strokes with his approach at this course. So I think he's going to give himself enough birdie opportunities to lock in a top 40 for us. But, um, you know, obviously thank God, you know, things went well for his dad. But if you look back to last year's result, uh, you know, the fact that he was in the top, he shot 68, the first round he's in the top or sorry, he shot 67, the first round last year, he's in the top 10 who knows if he continues that event, maybe that's a, you know, a top 20 or a top 15. So we're looking at his course history as a 34th, a 26th and a 15th. And we're looking at him, you know, really trending in the right direction here. So I really do like Hank Livio to top 20 plus 400. I think in this field that plays more like a top 30, because there are, John Huston's and Eric Axley's, and
0: you know, guys that are playing Ricky Barnes, <laughs> guys Paul, that are Paul Goidos. <laughs> Paul Goidos is hey, so. he has the course, he has the course record here. He shot 60 here in 2017. I wonder if that got him the exemption. Who the heck knows? <laughs> Who the heck knows? But I think Kate Leviota
1: can certainly beat out the, uh, um, you know, a lot of guys this week just based on the fact that he's playing a lot better as of late. And you go back to last year, you know, he kind of got on a bit of a, uh, this is the same kind of same time of year. He really got his game going. He had a, a fifth at the Travelers, a uh, fourth at the Rocket Mortgage, eighth at the John Deere Classic uh, before he had to withdraw from the 3M. And that's where that kind of streak ended. But the same time of year last year, he was playing the best golf of his, uh, of his career. So, you know, look for Hank Leo Libio to have a solid week, top 20 plus 400. I think that's a good number for him for our dark horse.
0: Yeah, I watched him uh, at the Houston Open in the fall, and he finished fifteenth. It was it was a it was sandwiched in between like five missed cuts. But um, when he's on, he's he's certainly awesome to watch. I'm definitely putting him in my lineup this week, uh, which is where we're at next. Uh, so my lineup for three M is going to be Sahith Figala, Emiliano Grillo, Cameron Davis, who is uh, a lot of people are high on him this week. Um, Adam Long, Adams Fenson, and then Hank Libiota uh, for the caboose. I, I think Hank has a good week. I'm with you there, Led. Love that. And then for my DraftKings
1: lineup, I'm taking some drivers of the golf ball. I'm going to be taking Hideki Matsuyama, Sung J M, Brendan Steele, Hayden Buckley, Austin Smotherman, and the longest man in professional golf, Brandon Matthews, for my caboose.
0: I like that. The, the ceiling is very high for Matthews. I'm not sure how the rest of his game um, ha- has, has fared on the PGA tour, but um, you know, kind of like a champ or a wolf, you know, this is, this is bombing gouge city at twin cities. So um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean,
1: I, this is one of those golf courses. If you get on a roll with the driver uh, who the heck knows, um, you know, so I think it's, you know, obviously advantage, You know, even if we're, if there's a lot of water hazards out there, like, you know, obviously there are the fact that he can hit a, you know, a hybrid or an iron (laughs) close to a lot where a lot of these guys, especially a Paul Goidos is hitting their drivers. I think that's a distinct advantage in terms of, in terms of accuracy, but without further ado, let's get into our best bets. Oh, what's
0: your, what's your scoring prediction real quick? uh, Oh, yes. My scoring prediction is 18 under. Okay. Okay, uh, that's that's in the in a good range of where they've been over the last three years. I'm gonna go 25 under. Check the weather; looks absolutely pure. This could just be a, a shit show, like score, scoring fest. I could totally see that happening. And you know, going into the the third live event, you know, I could see Norman standing on the podium saying. And 3M and uh, Rocket Mortgage, really, uh, really good stuff the last two weeks from the tour. So um, I'm not a fan of this golf course. Um, You know, I think it's way too easy and they can definitely find a better golf course in Minnesota for sure uh, Mm -hmm. than this place. It's it's a classic TPC. Um, You know, it's not good TV. I'm going to go 25 under. I think they tear this place up. Okay. And a quick break from the golf to tell you why you need to go sign up for pregame.com pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds and you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks, draw a following and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of pregame's very own professional handicappers today. Get your free best bet today. On pregame.com. And that takes us into the best bets, led.
1: Yeah, for my best bet, Doc, you mentioned this man earlier. Adam Svensson, top 20, plus 190. Adam has made the cut in his last seven starts. His past four starts have all been top 25s, highlighted by a T6 at the Barracuda. Granted, it is the Barracuda, but I think that's obviously a better result than a than a missed cut at the Open, which are uh, you know some of the guys obviously coming in here with. He's gaining strokes off the tee in five of his last six. He's gaining strokes with irons in four of his last six. He has one start here uh, in the inaugural event in 2019. He finished tied 15th. So I think, uh, you know, even if he has a mediocre week with a putter, I think top 20 gives him enough wiggle room, uh, given the way he's striking the ball. That's Adam Spence in top 20 plus 190 for my best bet.
0: Okay, my best bet, uh, rolling with one of my winners, uh, Emiliano Grillo, top 20. At 200 on FanDuel, uh, putting a lot of trust in a guy who uh, has missed 13 cuts and 25 events this season has gone through some um, extremely rough stretches of golf, especially towards the end of the fall into the, the Florida swing. Um, He didn't make a single cut on the Florida swing, but um, you know, here over the last month, 28th at RBC second at John Deere um, you know, this seems like a, Putts fairly well on big grass, TPC Twin Cities. Uh, it seems straightforward enough uh, for Emiliano to uh, to to notch his what is it second top twenty of the year. Uh, so um, I like to him be my- fair.
1: To be fair, though, Doc, this course obviously compares a lot closer to uh, what they saw at John Deere than than the British Open. Totally, that's yeah. kind of a result you can toss out if anything that probably juices the number a bit. If you know, if they were going straight into the John Deere, you know, straight into the 3M from John Deere, maybe that number is, uh, you know, potentially a lot higher than not worried about the miscut at all at the British Open. Completely different type of golf.
0: Agreed. So my best bet uh, for the 3M is going to be Emiliano Grillo, uh, top 20, uh, plus 200 on FanDuel. And uh, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up here um, on the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview uh, Led, nice work today, uh, and best luck everyone with their cards.
1: Yeah, and feel free to follow us. I'm at James Ledbetter on Twitter. Will Doctor is at Dr Media fifty nine on Twitter. If we have any uh, maybe first round plays or something like that, just uh,
0: give us a follow, and uh, we'll give you some stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That that uh, that Roy first round ticket last week. It, uh, it's still driving me nuts. Cam Young roommates. Zala Taurus awake for us, so pure. Guy doesn't show any emotion, though. Doesn't yeah. move the needle. Doesn't move the needle. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for listening.